Welcome to Confessions of a Cleaning Business Owner. Today we're going to be talking to an expert in construction cleaning. So this is Jenna Trow with me today from Elite Commercial Cleaning Services Scotland. She's a multi-award winning business owner and she specialises in construction cleaning and has come along to share some of her knowledge with everyone here. Um, so welcome Jenna. Um, but let's get started. Tell me more. Tell me your story. How did you get into this construction cleaning? Well, to be honest, it was one of those life paths that you just kind of fell into. Yeah. Um, I actually, like, if you go back right to the beginning of my whole careers, shall we say, I was a beauty therapist and I worked at Glen Eagles for 10 years. Um, I left school. I did um, everybody who's kind of going off to be like lawyers and doctors and things like that. And the thought of studying for me being quite badly dyslexic was like, my worst nightmare um so I thought to myself like what am I going to do and my mum said that I was quite creative and um artistic so she thought what better thing to do than like to be more hands-on with a career and like do beauty so mm-hmm. I went away studied at Mary Reed went to Glen Eagles has it was like my dream job uh, got the job there was there 10 years did all the massages and the spa I opened the new spa that they had at the time and um, loved my job and then as as mums know uh, kids come along and then you're like, oh, bugger, what am I going to do next? Because I've got then school runs to do, I've got pickups to do, I've got clubs to run them to. And actually the, the spa kind of life of like, sometimes you can do shifts that are like 10 till seven. Sometimes you could do shifts that are like quarter past seven till five. Like, so the shifts just didn't work for me very well. Um, and then I actually fell into like an MLM kind of um, multi-level marketing company. I did that for a little while, which helped me leave Glen Eagles um, and actually gained quite a lot of skills, I think, in the like, business industry. Um, I think people do. They don't realise that they just seem like these basic marketing companies, but actually you get really good at sales, don't you? Really good at sales, really good at talking to people, really good at telling um, whatever story you have to them as to why you're doing companies or um, taking the jump as well into having like your own company is pretty scary, like regardless of what it is or whatever. And that kind of gave me the little like jump that I needed into um, having my own business. And then um, coincidentally, when I decided that that wasn't for me anymore, one of somebody I knew from school posted on Facebook and said that her family were looking for cleaners so I messaged her just totally out of the blue and was like I am I'm not a cleaner but I was like but I can clean and she was like okay she was like come along to the house and we'll we'll show you the house it's my parents um I hope you're not intimidated by the size and things like this and I was like yeah okay like I'll come along so I went along to the house Louise this thing was nine and a half thousand square foot Oh, it five hours a floor, three days a week. Like it was huge. It had cinema rooms. It had everything that you could possibly think of in something like cribs. This thing had. Um, and do you know, it can be hard as well because the standards they normally expect at that is huge. ridiculously hard. And actually, that family, like I'm so thankful for them because they started pretty much everything that I have now really by taking that chance on me and by um, setting the standards that they they expected throughout their home has then set the standards in all the companies um so yeah great and then it just kind of rolled to be honest you Um, say it like it's really simple it just kind of rolled (laughs) is not what happens and there are sleepless nights and long hours blood sweat and tears yeah 100% (laughs) So More tell me what actually happened when you say it just kind of rolled. It, yeah. You don't just roll from your <laughs> massive house into, I now run, you know, a massive cleaning uh, commercial, uh, construction cleaning company. What did happen from there? 
So we progressed through our domestics. So we did um, lots of domestic clients. So that was fine. And then um, I really was always interested. So this same family, they have um, multiple businesses of their own. They're very successful, lovely family. And they had um, built lodges and they needed builder's cleans. So I'd never heard of a builder's clean. I didn't know what it was or anything else. I was solely used to cleaning houses. And uh, they said, can, can we go along and just instead of maybe doing their house one day, we can do these lodges. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we went along and we were peeling all the stickers off the windows and we were um, scraping bits of like paint splatters off of things. And and they really kind of guided me as well into what I was doing because I, yeah. I wasn't aware. Um, so we did that. And then I thought maybe there's like a, a, a little market for this as well within the cleaning industry. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to have like a little look. And then coincidentally, I just thought there was a small site local to me um, in a place called Salon. And I thought, oh, they've like got um, quite maybe like a small, like smallish houses. Um, so I was like, maybe I can just send them an email and see if um, they're needing cleaners. So that's literally what I did. So I sent, um, I found out that you need to contact QSs. So for all business sites that you want to get into with construction industry, it's the QS that you're looking for because they deal with, everything so possible. QS doesn't mean something to everyone. So Once what are they 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 are, they're the people that deal with all the financials. They're the ones that um, do all the costings for the sites. They're the ones that price everything up so that it all fits within their budget of that site. Um, so they're the people that you need to always target. So if you're on LinkedIn or anything else, you need to look for the quantity surveyors within different sites or contracts managers. Um, brilliant tip because this is what everyone wants to know how do I get into this so yeah. you're saying get on LinkedIn find yeah. out the right person okay yeah. so you find yourself that's close yeah I, I think starting close is better rather than spreading yourself too far um but so I'm, my site was literally 10 minutes from or 15 minutes from my house um I targeted that site and coincidentally they were um they didn't email me back for ages so I thought oh well it's not like it's not worked out um but I sent them an email that actually my friend helped me write because being dyslexic I'm not great at writing emails um that are formal anyway and um she helped me write an email just basically saying that I thought I could save them money and like I was looking to get into this kind of industry and like would they be willing to have a meeting um, didn't get back to me like I said and then the next minute I knew I was getting an email back from a lovely woman called Karen who I still talk to today but has since moved on to multiple other sites and um, she emailed me back and said yeah we would be interested in a meeting could you come in and I, I was like I'm actually free today like are you free today she's like yeah come along so you're like, I'll be like, there in half an hour I'm yeah, there. I was like okay great see you in 20 minutes I'm there I'm there um so yeah so then that was that and then they kind of took a chance on me as a cleaning company um to finish the rest of their site um because the cleaners that they had had like walked off or something had happened and uh yeah so that was that and then it just kind of from there went to then I went I finished one site and then they were really happy with our standard of cleaning so then they said would you be interested in tendering for the next site and so on and so forth so then we went on and now we pretty much do all their sites amazing and a lot of people hear the word tendering and go oh my gosh what does that involve and so I'm going to sort of throw two questions out here what is tendering and are there any particular legalities if you're going to get into construction cleaning that we really need to know about so tendering is like a package right so if you were putting it in houses since this is what we're talking about just now if you were to buy a new build house you would get like a welcome pack so you have your your floor plans your um whatever else you have within this pack so a tender is basically a pack of information that you get given 
um, as the business that's trying to provide prices to give you as much information as you can about those house types so you can provide an accurate cost. Okay. So it comes with things like um, floor plans, specifics, um, how many houses there is, how many house types there is and how many quantities of those house types in within the whole site. It comes with like a site plan. So you can see like exactly like this site, for example, is like... How so hang on, for people not watching it on video, Jenna's pointing to a map of a site that she happens to have on the wall behind her. I'm guessing these are ones you've got going on at the moment. Yeah, so different ones that we have going on currently. Um, so they are all um basically like they, they just provide you with this pack of information and then you pr provide them back with a cost okay i'm guessing they want more than a cost though like a quick figure on the um, back of a well they well kind of yeah and kind of no they're not really interested in much else they want um especially in the initial processes so they obviously want your cost documents they want your um ram so your risk assessments and method statements they want to make sure you have public liability so that needs to be up to the value of five million to work on building sites um and obviously they want to make sure that all your girls know everything about um the safety on site so things like cscs cards uh, toolbox talks we do them um, and making sure they've always got their PPE and so I'm guessing you need to keep a good record of what training you give your staff and everything else yeah. so you, yeah. you're you but I guess once you've done one like the rest of that's pretty bog standard you've got a standard yeah. pack that you just send out yeah so we um we have one of our supervisors she does the toolbox talks so the toolbox talks are really like simple they make it makes it sound a bit more like mind-blowing of what it actually is it would be like me being like to you right Louise so actually when you go on site just make sure you're always wearing your hard hat your high vis and your steel toe caps and make sure that you're when you're carrying a hoover that the hose is wrapped around and you're not tripping over anything and you're walking within all the site pathways and you're not walking out with anything Ta -da. yeah to be fair a lot of us do this in quite an informal way like how many of us meet up with the clinic go oh by the way you know a bit of feedback I need you to really focus on this bit next time it's exactly the same yeah just making sure that you're reiterating the facts that are really important with safety within the sites perfect and but it sounds like when you first started having gone from lodges at sort of someone you know did you know to have hard hacks and still absolutely not I had zero clue what I was doing no clue I had no idea what PPE even meant it means personal protective equipment just in case I had no I didn't know what I didn't even know what a cost document was to be honest I had no idea about rams okay. like this was all new to me so because I was such like a small domestic cleaning company with like x amount of clients and things like this I had really just flew by the seat of my pants to be honest and gone and just knew that I could clean I was pretty much doing it on my own with maybe a few other cleaners so it wasn't something that I even thought I had like I thought insurance was enough and then that was me <laughs> and it's not is it there's a no, lot more. not at all no and and you know so you would have done this long before sort of covid Hit long before COVID. long before that but mm -hmm. what we found is when covid came along a lot of cleaning companies were suddenly interested and we ran cleaning costs after cleaning course on kosh we didn't do rams um but all the ppe and safety things so you were qualified doing this long before that but that was the first time for a lot of people they've really gone oh this really applies to us in the domestic yeah. industry um, and it was brilliant from an education point of view but you're way ahead of that. Huge. But gosh, you, when you say it, you're kind of like, oh my God, it's, it sounds like something really scary. That's so you right. almost don't want to do it because you're like, 
oh like what like what if it's like what if it's too intense like that that's like that used to be my kind of mo that every time like something came around and I thought oh it's maybe a bit much for me as just like a one-man band or whatever else you would be like oh I'll, I'll leave that till later like I'll do that another time I'll find out about that another day um but then when you were thrown into the construction industry because it's so regimented and you have to have you have to tickle these boxes before you even get to wear the PPE um then yeah you need to make sure that your your a game's on on track but actually I found a great company um that provided me with all the information that I needed showed me a full system I paid quite a lot of money for the system initially but actually it saved me so many hassles Um, and to be honest I would go back to them in a heartbeat I bet you now do risk assessment clauses just like that you're like rocking them out on a daily basis (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah perfect and what do you love most about construction cleaning um, so I actually love um, the busyness. I love the atmosphere. I actually really like new build houses. I like I like houses in general, actually. Like I like having like it. It's almost like you can see um, the progress throughout the house. Like I've always been interested. Like I'm sure there's a lot of us probably that will love watching grand designs. Yeah. I feel like I just get to be part of that process without like having to be part of the process if you know what I mean like you kind of feel like you're building houses without building houses yeah we do the lovely bit the end bit where it's like wow you get to do the sparkle like wow you wow everyone don't you I know exactly and we've cleaned a house that was on grand designs actually Mm -hmm. Um, I know it was really cool um but the the whole I think you get such good before and afters as well like so you're walking into the house when sometimes there could be no kitchen sometimes there is like no handles on the windows sometimes there's like is it so at such a different stages and then you see that house the whole way through until literally the owners are getting the keys and you're seeing it all beautiful and clean and pristine and shiny windows and there's no flaws and they're sitting with a beautiful bouquet of flowers ready to hand over their keys so Jenna how many times might you clean the same house how does it actually work in construction cleaning because you've mentioned I've gone in there multiple times Mm -hmm. what's the actual normal plan so when we start a site so from beginning to end so normally when you're starting a building site you're starting off with just the cabins so the cabins um to anybody that doesn't know building sites is where their offices are so it's like the big metal crates that they have put on part of the site and it's got usually a meeting room um, a, toy- a couple of toilets, uh, canteens for people to eat in, um, offices for site managers, etc. Maybe a separate kitchen for them, um, and then whatever else. So you can have massive amounts of them; and they're quite big, or you can have smaller sites, and there's maybe just a couple. Um, so we normally start with just the cabin cleaning because the site obviously works from the ground up. So then they need to go around and do all the things that they do that I wouldn't even know what where to start with but and they go around in and, their offices their yeah, I just clean the offices pretty much yeah to start until the houses are ready and then we go in and then when they would email me over and say we're planning on we need you in for the first clean or builders clean um and we would go in and we would do a builders clean so a builders clean normally entails us taking um like lots of kind of protective stuff off giving everything a good scrub everything with like hot soapy water cleaning all the windows so the importance of this clean is that so the site managers can come back in and snag the house so they need it snagged and they need the mastic man to go in so all the little sealants you see around the corner of your worktop the ceiling around your the corner of the bath like all the wet areas they're massively important in a builder's clean because chances are the site manager or the site team have booked in um, a clean or him to go in after us so that 
they can seal everything and everything's clean enough for the mastic to be set properly. Perfect. Okay, so you're a hot soapy walk doing, then they do all the final perfection bits, the snag. Kind of. So they do all the, they do all the snagging within a certain extent. And then the next clean after that. So we actually started off when I started cleaning, there was only two cleans that Build Insights got. It's now up to three. So when we we only did a builders and then a final, but actually what I think they've realized the more time gone on is that they need one in between because there's uh, everybody now that buys a new build gets to see their house before they get their keys. So they get to see it in like an in-between stage. Okay. So we go in, we would do the initial builders clean. They would go in and do whatever they need to do. Mainly for us, we know it's the mastic. And then there's a demo clean. So there's a middle clean in between the builders and the final. So there's a little demo clean. So a demo clean is because they're doing a demonstration of the house. So they're walking everybody around. They're showing them what it's like at this stage because the perk of buying a new build is like building your own house without building your own house. Yeah. So they get to see it very much in the building stage. So you um, almost want to leave a little bit of mess at that point. To a show little it. bit of mess, but not too messy. So they like the floors to be hoovered. They like the windows to look clean, but not too clean. Um, <laughs> they like it just to smell a bit nicer probably than what it did. Um, things like that just to make sure that it's not you're not walking in and being like wow this is a mess Um, but they and then they see it obviously as they get the keys okay and so then you do your demo clean then Mm -hmm. the things happen after that yes so after the demo clean then that's when like the site really they take over obviously everything after that with like regards to whatever they need to do so finishing touches um anything that's come up with the demonstration maybe there's a plug socket needs to be moved or something else that the client hasn't asked for so they would do all of that and then um once that's been done then we get asked so the day before the client gets the keys so if they were getting their keys tomorrow we would be into day cleaning so we would clean the house the day before and then we pop in little air fresheners make sure it smells all nice and then make sure everything's clean and immaculate and then sales take over after that hand over the keys and do you end up getting involved? I know some companies do like staging and sort of putting in beds and making all that bit. So sort of turning it into what a show home effectively. Do you would you go that far or do you stop at the cleaning? I think we I think for now we'll stop at the cleaning. Um because <laughs> that's a big job. And I'm I'm not that artistic when it comes to house decor. So no, we definitely leave that up to the um the interior designers and the sales for all the building sites. But the show homes are beautiful. We do clean all of them. But we definitely leave that side of it up to the the sites. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So we've done your best bits, what you love. We've talked through it. I want to know now, do you mind sharing your biggest disaster? Um, No, I don't mind sharing it. So I I suppose it's a disaster, but it wasn't like it's kind of a funny one, I suppose. Um, So I've had two that are most memorable. So we were in a site and it was in Dunfermline. And um, we, at this point, there was no canteen or there wasn't a canteen that we could have sat and ate in. Um, so we were like, right, we'll stop for a quick lunch break. And we all brought packed lunches with us this day. Um, and for some reason, we had the packed lunches. I had a spare sandwich. So I gave one of the girls a sandwich or whatever was happening. I'm not, can't remember too much, but I gave her the sandwich. Anyway, she was sitting on the toilet at the time. Now, obviously, it's not like eating on a toilet because nobody's used it. It's pretty clean. Okay. Um, <laughs> So we're sitting on the toilet at the time. And as I pass her the sandwich, she falls through the toilet seat. So oh my goodness. Could, the whole toilet seat just collapsed. So she fell through the toilet seat. So we had to replace the toilet seat. So that was one of the disasters, but not really massive. 
Um, and another are, really, are they okay? Because things must get damaged quite a bit on building sites. I'm guessing they're fairly yeah, okay. With them. So they, they do their best to, and so do we obviously, to protect everything and to make sure that we're not like scraping stuff or we're not standing on toilet seats, for example, because obviously then things do get damaged. Um, but yeah, some like it's just one of those things sometimes like and sometimes you get a, a really good batch of stuff. It's like cleaning products and cloths and stuff like that. Like I can order cloths multiple times from the same company and sometimes the cloths are really great and then other times they've maybe changed supplier and then the cloths are not so great so it's the same with everything I presume like timber baths toilet seats whatever sometimes you order the exact same stuff and it maybe comes and it's not the exact same so however so I think these toilet seats maybe weren't as strong as the previous batch <laughs> but you know we had to replace a toilet seat once it costs 150 quid I was like how how is a toilet seat 150 pounds that was missing yours wasn't so blind bad. I know what what who, who oh, ours are from Costco yeah. <laughs> what's your other disaster the other one was um the particularly bad winds now this is going back maybe seven years maybe something along those lines and um we were outside cleaning french doors so like obviously it's easier than trying to haul them in or whatever cleaning them in the inside especially if there's flooding and stuff down so we usually just stand outside and clean them outside and this day there was particularly bad winds and um, the French doors, as she opened one of them, the other one was open. So they both swung and the doors came right off the hinges. So they, oh. they literally like, just opened and like the wind took them away pretty much. They just released the doors. I'm oh, only yeah. laughing because I can still see her face of shock being like, I can't believe that just happened. Did they all smash, I'm guessing, or did they go back on the hinges? The glass actually didn't smash. It was just the um the hinges that were ruined. Like, yeah, totally ruined. But the site were actually quite understanding as well that time. Like they um they realized it wasn't our kind of fault or like there wasn't a lot that we could have done to it, like it wasn't intentional, basically. So it wasn't your quite, negligence. You just opened the doors and Yeah, that was quite understanding. So it's it's like, you know, if you leave your front door and your back door open at the same time, one of them will always slam. It was yeah. a similar kind of like wind tunnel with this. Um but yeah, the door the doors came right off. Yeah. Oh no, I bet they weren't loving you and they were like, we'll be replacing all those French doors then. Yeah, I was like, oh my days. What are we, I don't even know what to do in this situation. Like I was like, I'm so out of my comfort zone right now. I've never oh, smashed the door since, to be fair. I'm guessing all you can do at that point is be really honest and go, This yeah. is what happened. And... Yeah, this is what happened. I don't know what to say or do or think or help with in this situation and I'm sure the client was moving in like the day later or something like that but they didn't even have masses of time to sort out and neither did I um so I can't actually remember how they they saved it or how we sorted it but yeah that was that was a pretty big disaster oh my goodness well interesting and this happens though and I think anyone getting into construction cleaning or any cleaning you don't realize what can go wrong and I've been in houses where not that's happened, but similar, similar-ish things. And we get blamed as the cleaners and you go, Always. and and you're going to have to either claim through insurance. And a lot of us have 200 plus pound excesses. And one of the things that comes up and you will have seen on the job boards, how much should I charge? And I think a lot of people don't realize how often we get whacked with that excess for something mm -hmm. that really isn't us being negligent. 
No, and it could be anything. And actually, really, it's whoever industry you're in, whether it's construction or house cleaning or anything, everybody blames the cleaners. Everybody. I've learned to just, I don't know, it's so strange, isn't it? Like somebody could be like, oh, my award broke. It it definitely was your fault. And I'm like, I've I've literally not even touched it. Like (laughs) I've dusted it with a duster and put it back carefully. Like it's not me. One thing that we get that you must get even more in construction cleaning, we will clean it like, I'm going to talk about a a glass hob and Mm -hmm. we just clean it perfectly. And they go, oh, you've scratched it. And like, no, we cleaned it. So you can see the scratches you put in now. Um, How do you protect yourself from this? Because in a a construction clean, there's all these little things that they're probably not aware of that you suddenly find out. It's like, did you do them or is it, you must provide lists, what happens? Yeah, so um, our most important thing is glass. So making sure that we have nothing that scratches glass. So making sure your cloth's clean, there's no grit in your buckets um, because we carry buckets, especially to wash the windows. We refresh them regularly. Um, Making sure that there's like the, the knives and things that we use are proper window scrapers. They're not just like your everyday kind of knife to take off something because sometimes as well inevitably the the rough cast is maybe spread onto the window there's a bit of cement or somebody's been doing something outside and it's it's gone on the window and like we need to make sure that that's not scratched in the slightest so that has to be our biggest one I have had an incident with a hob that um funny that you said that the glass kind of hob thing now they normally put like a protective either a bit of plastic or a bit of cardboard and they leave it over the top so that if there is any trades in then they're not standing in or putting their tools down on it or whatever and scratching it so this particular one um we had it was like a proper big like x on the hob it was almost like as if somebody if there was something like plastic or something on it and somebody had scored it with a knife to cut the plastic away or something like this um, and the site team were like, oh, well, we think it might have been your cleaners, like obviously taking something off and things like that. And I was like, OK, I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I was like, I'm going to show you what we use. So I went away, I got a window scraper and I was like, you're going to have to replace this anyway, aren't you? And he was like, yeah. So I was like this and I was I, I was properly like elbow greasing, like digging this window scraper into the hob. And I was like, can you see any scratches? And he was like, no. So I was like, so it can't have been us. Like, so I was like, if if I could scratch this when I'm trying to scratch it and I snapped the blade and everything, I was pushing this hard. That I was like, if we can scratch this and I'm trying to scratch it, there's no way my cleaners have scratched it unintentionally. So that's how we got out with that one. Oh, it's hard though, because you've got to protect yourself. So yeah. Okay, so talking of protecting yourself and other things, what would be your top three tips for anyone wanting to get into construction cleaning? Um, so top tips would have to be make sure you've got the basic amount of paperwork. So what we spoke about, the cost documents, the legalities, make sure your insurance covers you for everything. Uh, up to five million as well um make sure that you're using really basic products so things like the pink stuff or any kind of cleaning paste um that's really good at taking off sticky stuff that's one of my favorites on pvc windows um things like your fey liquid you don't even need bleach or any kind of harsh chemicals particularly um and like just a nice and kind of smell and spray um, so that would be definitely having all the documents up to scratch is definitely the first one because that was something that I probably should have learned more about before I kind of dived in head first. And was it um, easy to get the company to do your RAMs? So just explain what RAMs are because a lot of people won't know what they are. So RAMs are risk assessments and method statements. So you're basically assessing what possible risks you can come across 
writing a little paragraph about how you're going to avoid said risk and a method statement is how you're avoiding the risk so it's it's basically just having a, a list of risks and having a list of solutions that you can avoid this risk and what the probability of this risk happening is um is basically as it and I, I, to be honest there's still a lot of them like I have masses of rams and I have every building site has its own rams and we send them out as part of the um, pre-award meeting. So when you when you tender for a site, um, you then, if they if they like you and they like your pricing and whatever else, then they'll invite you in for a pre-award. So if you get in for a pre-award, you've pretty much got the building site and you know that you're just going along to have a little meeting and chat about the next stages and whatever with the management team. Um, and then at that stage, then obviously you give them all your documents or you send them all your documents. Um, so yeah, de documents definitely is a top tip to make sure that you're kind of up to date with anything. Um, I would definitely say on building sites, you've got to be quite thick skinned. Um, <laughs> I bet so you've had a few stories here. Massive <laughs> amount of stories, yeah. Like anything that you could possibly think of that I've come across, I've come across it on a building site. So, um, and it's all men. It's a men oriented and business. I was going to ask you about this because you started off telling us you're a beautician, you're working with <laughs> Eagles and you've gone into, so so I actually grew up in construction sites, so I'm very aware with this. You, you're still, are, you're going to be super thick. They are <laughs> brutal, they are dirty, yeah. they are personal and you go, yeah. oh, oh, this is a joke, is it? Like, <laughs> am I always going to be the butt of it? Like, yeah. how did you yeah. cope with that? Yeah, just, um, do you know what? I think um, almost working in Glen Eagles kind of trained me up quite a lot because you get a lot of people of a lot of different backgrounds and some of them are really lovely and then other ones are really not so lovely, putting it politely. So I think, and maybe they don't make the crude jokes or whatever else, but they can certainly be quite horrible. So I think that having worked in that industry for such a long time, um, you're kind of thick-skinned anyway. Okay. And um, to be honest me and my family were not the we're not the softest of people so we're um we're, we're lovely and we're very nice but we've like we've we can stand our ground and hold our own and things like that so I think yeah definitely Glen Eagles kind of trained me to be a bit thicker skinned and then slowly progressing up the building side ladder um definitely increased that thickness Oh, do they love having you on site though? I bet they really enjoy it. I think they enjoy, um, everybody always comments, especially the, the men that work there frequently, like the ones that are there all the time, they love having their toilets cleaned. Like it's like such a treat for them to have clean toilets that they'll always come at being like, that toilet smelled really nice, hen. <laughs> Which, and do you, I suppose they're not, are they all right? They're not missing the toilets and lots of things like that. They're generally okay. Because that's yeah. what people sometimes perceive builders are going to be like. And it's not too bad, I'm guessing. I mean, they're not, they're not the cleanest. Like they're not, they're, they, they change the bins frequently. They're, they make sure that obviously they have to tick boxes to make sure the site runs effectively, especially for all their their own health and safety issues before I'm even part of anything. Um, so we're usually on a site cleaning at least twice a week to make sure that those canteens and their toilets and everything are really, really hygienic or as hygienic as they can be, especially you can imagine how much mud's on building sites, like the, the floors themselves, like the, even on the best of days, um, it can be a challenge to keep them clean. So Twice a week is normally our average as to how much we get on a building site. And then they've got site labourers and things like that as well that usually help out with like the sweeping and whatever in between to kind of keep it topped up in between us. Oh. Mm -hmm. And 
what would you say as to why this is more complicated than domestic or office cleaning or do you not think it is um I think it's got definitely differences so if you're going into someone's house it's really personal isn't it it's very it's their things and their stuff and their paperwork and perhaps some money and um, jewellery and items of sentimental value and things like this so I think it's really different in comparison to that with you're you're going into a shell of a house that somebody hasn't made a home yet or that kind of thing so you're really making sure that when it's almost like a first look, isn't it? So you're really making sure on building sites that when somebody sees their home for the first time that they're blown away by like what they've just purchased and how they get that excited feeling and that warmth and whatever else. Whereas you want somebody to be blown away when they come back to their home by the smells and the the cleanliness of it and whatever else because they're all that's already home for them. Yeah. So it's, you're trying to create two different things. Um, I would say with regards to like the actual cleaning of things, probably a lot of similarities like we're we're still cleaning the taps and we're still shining them up at the end we're still um washing the shower thoroughly and cleaning all the grout and making sure there's no um grout on the tiles and things like that so similar you're doing the same just making sure there's no soap on the tiles and that they're rinsed properly and drying it all off and buffing it all up um we don't tend to wash the floors um because they can be either wood or just concrete but if it's concrete we would wash it um so I suppose there's a similarity with floors but not um as intense cleaning floors um but from like your point of view apart from the documents they're they're really quite similar expectations yeah. are different but... yeah just different different types I suppose different methods for each one um, so in my introduction I introduced you as a multi-award winning company you've been pretty successful haven't you and um, yes, I believe I you've won one really recently but let's talk about the most important award you've ever won the DCBM one <laughs> obviously so yeah. was it last year it was yeah, last so year wasn't it we got it um, in January this year but it was for 2022 Mm-hmm. And you won the best deep cleaning company, which deep is cleaning. no surprise given what we've just spoken to you about. Mm-hmm. And how did that make a make a difference winning that award? Um, so we also do um, hoarders clean, so we do like quite big jobs and things like that. So I think with um, showing all the councils and things like that that we work for with them, that definitely increased our kind of um, street cred in a bit. That we had won this um, deep cleaning, best deep cleaning company for uh, 2022. So that was quite exciting. With regards to construction, it was just something that um, they like. Construction companies win a lot of awards notoriously, especially if they're good and they're they run sites smoothly and things like that. So it was nice to go to them and show them an award or put it on the bottom of the emails and things like that, that we were award winners. Because yeah. um, obviously there's sites that we're quite new to that know nothing about us. So that was quite nice to to be able to go to them and be like, oh, we've we've actually won something ourselves. Um, and they quite like that. So they like to know that and it, is, it is like a kind of street cred thing within the building industry as well, that you, um, you've won something that they can be like, oh, well, actually our cleaners on this site are award winning cleaners because they've done this. And it's interesting because it's not always the award it's the, the award itself makes no difference it's the um publicity that you get from it it's the yeah. confidence and and yeah. your confidence grows with every yeah. award you win you go I am a bit better than the other ones around the corner yeah. and you know you really grow with it don't it you? does give you a little ego boost like a little like oh wow like me and the girls have actually done this this is amazing and what have, you, what have you just won because you've won even better haven't you 
Yeah, so we actually were part of, so the NHBC, so I've got my own one here actually, NHBC, so they're like massive in the construction industry. So this was for the Quality Awards 2023, so we're part of a site in Glenrothes, um, and they have won Pride in the Job Awards. So they've now won, so this was the um, regional one, they've now gone on to win national, and now they're going for something else as well. So we've been part of that full site, which is really exciting amazing and is this going to make you the very best in the UK hopefully yeah fingers crossed <laughs> so you've been pretty successful what is the next year going to hold for your company oh I don't know so we've actually like had like a little company rejig recently okay um where we have um so I, I kind of feel like sometimes like have you ever heard the phrase that like when like an arrow kind of pulls back it's because it's going to push you forward so I thought I saw that somewhere and I thought actually like I think I need to pull back and then like jump forward so by pulling back I, I worked out massively within the company we had like a few kind of rejigging with staff members like quite influential staff members like managers and things like that and then I thought hmm like what can I do to make everything back of house a little bit easier so and the things that the cleaners often like complain about or they're not their favorite jobs so all my commercial team um within the construction industry they love building sites so they love going out and doing the cabins they love going out and do the houses like that's their that's where they thrive and I, but I would hear all these moans about office cleaning and things like this. So I thought, I'm going to really relook at the offices. So we've actually pulled back and cancelled quite a lot of our office cleaning to focus mainly on the building sites. So we've rejigged in that sense. And now the girls are all much happier doing their, their office cleaning, their, and not office cleaning, their construction cleaning, their Airbnbs and that kind of thing, and really focusing on the things that they love doing, which I think then creates like a really happy staff environment, um, which is my top priority going forward to make sure that all the mums that have kind of got working for me, which is actually funny because during COVID, I realised that the company that I've created has all working mums. So we all work half nine till half two, we all do the drop-offs, we all do the pickups. we can, we're flexible, if we can work overtime, we can work overtime, if we can't, we can't, like it's, it's almost like a, a working mum club within the elite commercial the same with, It's very well, I say with mine, we're about 90% working mums, mm-hmm. um, not all, but it's amazing, it's an amazing atmosphere. How did you not realise till COVID? What was happening before? Because I just kind of, I started doing all these courses, so I was, I've always been part of the DCBN since day one, but like the, I started doing like these online courses because I thought, right, how can I not be so bored? And then it was looking at different like, um different things about businesses and structures and what your um morals are and what your, your, what your company represents and things like this. And I don't think I'd actually had time up until COVID to stop and to process that or what it was and then I was like hold on so I've actually started because I was a I needed a job that worked around my child and then I've then attracted or think everybody that's within the company that works around their children so then I kind of was like oh my god this is what I'm about like this is what it is like we making sure that mums can work have a decent pay do a decent job something that they enjoy and fits within the school timetable and once you know who you are and what you're about, did that make sales going forward tons easier? 
yeah because when you're turning up to somebody's house or when you're turning up to a building site and you're saying that this is your this is who you are this is what you stand for this is your thing this is this is what we can offer you but yes we only work half nine till half two but we can still complete your 16 houses in half nine till half two so things like that I think it really sells us as a company with like who we are what we stand for what we represent what we're trying to achieve everything else so yeah it's, it's done really well actually Oh, amazing well Jenna thank you so much for being here for sharing all your knowledge and your story I hope some people are inspired off the back of this and um I have to ask every time if you've enjoyed this podcast please hit like or follow so you can keep seeing as we've got more coming up we've got lots of great guests coming up and um, if you'd like to get in hold, hold of Jenna um obviously you've got Facebook haven't you what's the best way to contact you there's a website you can ping me an email on that Um, there's Facebook there's I'm sure Facebook's attached to everything like mobile numbers and company phones and whatever else so yeah email or anything Elite Commercial Cleaning Services Scotland that's where to go thank you very much and look forward to speaking to you soon you too thank you